Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Thank you, Father, for your, your name. Jesus said, I've given them my, your name that you gave to me, that they may know you. Father, thank you for giving us your name. Your name that reveals your identity, it reveals your character. It reveals your purpose. It reveals who you are, what you are, who you be, you be, I am. I am, we welcome you. I am, we are desperate for you. I am, you are doing something powerful. You are doing something incredible on the planet at the moment. Do not fix your eyes on things that are beneath, but fix your eyes on things that are above. Fix your eyes on the things of heaven, not on the things of earth. Father, I thank you that you are the, yeah, the supernatural optometrist. You give us sight where no one else can. You give us insight and vision where no one else can. I thank you right now for vision that what I speak of isn't just words but it's a witness and as the witness is speaking may each one get the image and see father what you are doing what you are saying father I thank you for eyes to see ears to hear heart to understand you're a good father everything you have for us is good We thank you for it, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, come on, we can get, we can thank him, can't we? Oh, yeah. Greet the person next to you. I know you said you're highly favored, you're highly anointed, but greet the person next to you and grab a seat. Thank you, team. Hey, I might get you back up. Chelsea say something. Oh, cool. Then that's all good. Mm. That works well. I like it. So, haven't we had some great messages over the last couple of weeks? Just astounding. Kylie brought a message two weeks ago. What was it called again? As soon as I get up here, my mind goes blank. Favour worthy. Yeah, favour worthy. And then Pastor Adrian spoke last week. Anybody? I'm standing in front of you. It's really hard to remember things off the cuff. What was it? It was untitled. What did he talk about? It was a really good message. Is this what you were like with every message we hear from the platform? Are you going to forget what I said? Please don't. Don't be like me. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. They were really good messages. We should listen to the podcast. I should listen to the podcast again. Should have looked at my notes. So, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me, Jesus said. He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor and deliverance, deliverance, release, pardon, forgiveness to all those captive. Recovery of the sight to the blind and to set free those who are oppressed, downtrodden, bruised, crushed, 
by tragedy. Wow, this is amplified version here of Luke 4, 18. I don't have it on the screen, I apologise. And to proclaim the favourable year of the Lord, the day when salvation and the favour of, of God will greatly abound. That's the year of Jubilee. The word Jubilee is an unusual thing. It, it's been attached to so many things now. It's just seen as a 50-year thing. The Queen this month is having her Platinum Jubilee. 70 years on the throne. How astounding. And do you know what's really amazing? All the, all the prominent monarchs in history that have reigned with absolute peace and longevity have all been women. It's really unusual, isn't it? But that's, look through history. Queen Victoria. I'm talking about English monarchs here. Actually, you could go right back, Queen of Sheba. That was a line of the queens. Um, the Queen of Ethiopia, who the eunuch was the, the treasurer for, that Philip met, and then Philip baptised him and he disappeared. She was a profound woman of power and authority. Women, don't ever shrink back. Don't ever shrink back. Lean into what God has for you. Don't think that your identity is found in someone else or in a career or anything like that. Find who God wants you to be. Do not be manipulated and molded by the pattern and the, just the, the congestion and the noise of this world that is trying to make you conform into, I don't know, it changes every three months. So if you can keep up with fashion and what's required of you, good. I've chosen my fashion for the rest of my life. It's linen in summer and it's wool in winter. So I'm going full Bible, no all natural fibers. The year of Jubilee. So the word Jubilee, God pro pronounces over them in Leviticus, this is what I want you to do. Every seven years, you've got to rest the land. And then uh, and rest the land, and you've got to rest yourself. You're not allowed to harvest. You're not allowed to do anything like that. You're, you're to release all the Israelites that are in debt to you, um, indentured, you know, working for you, because they weren't slaves. They were actually paid for their work. Um, and then every seventh, seventh, 49 years was a year of rest and a year where they had to put aside. And then God said, and on the 50th year, you're to blow a ram's horn. I tried everywhere to get a ram's horn. I could not get a ram's horn anywhere. Where'd the, where'd the other mic go? Can I have your mic, Kai? Because I need this for my... So in my office, those that have been in there with me for long periods of time will notice that I will grab my cardboard didgeridoo and try to play on it. So jubilee actually means to blow the trumpet. My, that was underwhelming. <laughs> okay, okay. This is a kangaroo going through the bush. This is an emu.
this is a Datsun 180B. Those that are older will know exactly what I'm talking about. I love it. There's something about that. When, when Andre de Villiers, our friend from um, Cape Town, was here, he was playing, just getting the room tuned up, and he's playing beautifully, and just, he doesn't use any foldback or anything. He just, this guy just exudes professionalism. He's just got that gift. And he's playing, and I pulled this out, and I came and sat down beside him and started doing it, and he's going, what is that? And I'm like, it's a piece of cardboard that I made a didgeridoo out of. And he's going, you need to play that out here. I'm like, no, I don't think I will. <laughs> then he said, but there's something about it that just makes you happy. When you play it, there's something about it that just makes you happy. He's really tuned in that way. So it's a trumpet blast. It's a trumpet blast. So the ram's horn was blasted and they all started the jubilee. It was the second year of not harvesting, not doing anything, but on this year... All, it was a year full of releasing people from their debts, and you were released from your debts. No one thinks that's fun, good. You know, like, no one goes, yeah, come on, giddy up on that one. Who's got some debts that they would like to see gone? Who's got some debts that they've been struggling with for a long time that they're like, why? And it might not be financial. This is the thing. We immediately put it into financial. It may not be financial. It may be a debt of offence against somebody. It may be a debt of, of withholding from someone. It may be a debt of whatever. Debts are released. Debts are forgiven. Slaves were released. If, if you're a slave to it, you might think, oh, Slaves don't exist anymore. Do you know what? There are more slaves today than there were back in biblical times. There are more slaves today, actually, this is the statistic, there are more slaves today, living today, than have ever been throughout the whole of history put together. Human trafficking is enormous. Slaves are really, but we're not talking about slaves to a you know, just to somebody who's beating us. We're talking about people that are slaves to something in their life, slaves to social media, slaves to Facebook, slaves to an image that they're trying to grab hold of, slaves to a career that they're trying to achieve, slaves to running after success. I heard a quote recently from a prophetic word given to the church. It says, we can either be a successful church or we can be the victorious church. There's been a lot of successful churches that have done things really well and successful, but God's saying, no, I need you to shift into the victorious church. I need you to shift into the victorious bride that I've called you to be. Many of us can have successful lives, but are we victorious? We might have money to burn and time free on our hands, but are we victorious? Are we victorious? Are we victorious? That means a lot to different ones here. That means something different to each one of us. What have I actually got victory over in my life? Is this thing got victory over me and it's keeping me down? In the year of Jubilee, slaves are released. Prisoners are, are freed. And property is returned to who owns it. Do you know you've got promises from God right throughout Scripture? right throughout scripture it's 
You cannot find a page without a promise from God. It is in there. If it's not blatantly, this is what God says, then it's hidden in the narrative where God promises goodness. He promises his presence. He promises these things. So we just had communion and we were talking about the cup. This is the cup of a new covenant, Jesus said. I want to take us back to the first covenant. It's not the first covenant, but it's actually the establishment of the first covenant in Exodus. Exodus, after Israel is taken out of, um, out of Egypt miraculously. You know that every plague that came on um, Egypt was an attack against a god of Egypt. And, that, and the, the sorcerers could mimic it in small ways up to a certain point. Then they're like, we've got no idea. We can't, we can't replicate this. So God was just saying, your God does this. And the, funny, the one that gets me, the Nile was the first one. The Nile, they worshipped the Nile because the Nile Delta, everything ran out of there and it's full of blood. Not only that, the wells are full of blood. Everything's full of blood, except the Israelites up in the land of Goshen. They didn't have blood up there. Amazing that, isn't it? But um, so the, the Nile, the one that gets me is the frogs. I never knew this before. But the, the frog, the god of fertility the fro- the, the, is a frog, has a frog head. So when you read scripture and it says, and the frogs even went into their bedchambers, it's said there for a reason. And it's not like, oh yeah, they're even in my bedroom. No, 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 no. It's because God, the, the frog was the god of fertility and they couldn't even keep those things out of their bedrooms. Like it went everywhere. And God defeated Egypt and Israel left plundering Egypt. They took so much gold with them when they went. So Israel travels through. They go through the Red Sea. In chapter 19, they camp at Mount Sinai. Um, Chapter 20, the Ten Commandments. Moses goes into the the cloud. They don't want to go into the cloud. It goes into the cloud and God has this conversation with them. I wish I had heaps of time to talk about that because it is just so profound. Please ask for revelation and read scripture. There is so much in there that you can, and you just go, I never saw that before. I never got that. Oh, wow, that just opens up a whole new thing. From 21 onwards, it talks about how living properly, um, property laws, relationships, how to have good relationships, about fairness in the community, about keeping the Sabbath. Um, in 25, the, what we need to do for God, about the, there's all these things about building the tabernacle and all these things and appointing priests. Um, and in, verse, in chapter 31, um, Bezalel or Bezalel or Bezalel or whatever, and Aholiab. are easy names to pronounce, aren't they? Aholiab. You know, like, isn't that a funny name? Ah, yes, I am holy. Thank you. And I'm an ab. I'm getting abs back, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> no, they were always there. There was just too much snow on the rocks. <laughs> They were anointed to work with gold and precious stones and steading stones and working with all these things. He says, I have gifted them with my spirit. I put my spirit on them. You know, God's spirit is on you in certain areas of giftings and talents and abilities that we conform to the pattern of this world and we miss what God has actually instilled in us. We just follow the treadmill of the production line of life and God says, no, 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 break free, break free, come away from her, come away from that pattern, come away with me. 
And when we spend with God, time with God, we get to know who he is and he reveals who we are, who he made us to be. It's so beautiful. These guys knew how to work with stuff on an intricate level. Whew. And then in chapter 3, and all through this, he's saying to Moses, make sure you don't make any false gods. Make sure you don't melt any metal and make gods out of gold or precious um, metals. Chapter 32, the people make a gold calf while he's on the mountain. He comes down the mountain, he, and it says that they were running wild. The word wild actually means naked. They were just running around naked, but not all of them. Because when Moses says, is there anyone that's for the Lord, the whole tribe of Levi stands up and stands with him. And he goes, go through, draw your sword and just start cutting people down. That sounds a wee bit brutal. I'm glad God doesn't have to do that now. God doesn't have to eradicate sin out of the community in that way now because Jesus has dealt with sin in every community once and for all. It may still be prevalent, but the opportunity to see it eradicated right there. The kingdom of heaven is right there. Any community can step into it. Please pray for it. If you're concerned about a nation or a community or anyone around the planet, pray for the Holy Spirit to speak to a leader in that nation, in that community. Pray dreams and visions. Tell, ask the Father to disturb their sleep with visions of the future like he did with, with um, you know, all the Babylonian kings and the Pharaoh and all those sort of things. The real thing I want to get to here is in chapter 30, and this is where I believe God is calling us into. I so want to do this right. This is, wow, I'm feeling the weight of this, guys. This is like immense, because we miss this so much. Exodus 30, verse 13, Moses says to God, if I have truly pleased you, show me your plans. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Please, where's the roadmap? Show me what's going to happen. Let me have a look ahead so I, I know what's coming up ahead. Who, we've travelled with Brett and Kathy. Um, they like to map out everything where they're going and they know which corner to take. And, uh, what, and So we just follow them because... <laughs> Me, I'm like, doo, doo, doo. oh, there they go, you know. <laughs> Show me your plans. It's nice to know where you're going. But the thing is with God, he tells you where he wants to take you, but you don't always know how you're going to get there. God has goodness in store for each one of us. He has so much goodness. You read through scripture now, that goodness might be shrouded by some challenges, but please search out for the goodness that God has for you in your season. We gave prophetic words on Wednesday night, and I, and I, I said to someone, and this is something that was said to me a, lot, a long time ago, don't be done with a season before the season is done with you. Don't say, God, take me out of this season because you may be in that season for you to have to go through, endure something, to produce something, a capacity, a closeness, 
a drawing near to the heart of God that you would never have got if you were just being blessed and favoured and living in good health. Some reason, us as humans, the deterioration of our bodies and our, and, and our lives and things make us draw near to God, and as they should, because He has goodness for us. He's the only one that can fix things. He's the only one that can restore things. Show me your plans so that I may know you and continue to please you. Uh, remember that this nation is your people. This is said so many times. Like when God first said it, he says, you are my chosen people. In fact, the whole world's mine, but I'm making you a special people, not because of who you are, because of who I am. And I'm going to carry my message through you. Today, we are a chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood. It has been spoken over us. That means an elevation in our life. Do you, I don't know if you think, oh, oh, chosen, oh, royal. No, no, no. This is meant to lift us into another place. Not earthly perspective, but heavenly perspective. Wow, those lights are bright. I just look straight into them. Um. The Lord answered, I myself will go with you and I will give you victory. Then Moses said to him, if you yourself don't go with us, then don't send us from this place. Am I yeah, I'm, I'm reading a different version. I apologize. I gave Darcy the wrong version. It's not her fault. I will go. And then Moses said, if you don't, don't let us go from this place. If you don't go with us, no one will know that you are pleased with me and your people. These people and I will be no different from any other people on earth. If your presence, if you don't go with us, we'll just be like everyone else. How will we know? How will we be able to testify that you are a great God unless your presence goes with you? Does that witness with anyone? Then the Lord said to Moses, I will do what you ask because I know you very well and I am pleased with you. See, it says that God and Moses spoke face to face um, like friends. They spoke face to face. So they had and he was basing what he was doing with Israel in his um, conversations with Moses. Moses was that intermediary this liaison with God. So he said, unless your presence goes with us, we don't want to move from this place. Now, I want to choose my words very um, purposefully here because we want the presence of God. We need the presence of God in our life. The presence of God is astounding. When you encounter the presence of God, there's, it changes you. Yeah, sometimes you don't know what it is, and you're like, what just changed? What happened? Why am I I'm feeling, you know, whatever, because it affects different people different ways. If you've never had an encounter, then I encourage you to come on Wednesday night. If you've never had an encounter, I encourage you to attend the Nights of Fire, because that is predominantly what we are setting this up for. We have been, over the last two years, forced into a habit of isolating from one another, now God is saying, I need you back together. I, so I had a friend and he, 
not knowing what we were doing, he said, Steve, I think because we haven't done church together for so long, we need to do 21 days straight to break the habit. 21 days of church straight. 21 days to break a habit, 21 days to make a habit. We've got to have 21 days. I went, we're doing 10. Is that good enough for you? So I just want to go on. God promises, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to, I know you very well. I'm pleased with you. Then in verse 18, he says this statement. Then Moses said, show me your glory. This is different. This isn't just the presence of God. Show me your glory. And when God says, when you read the Hebrew, when God says, my presence will go with you, it actually says, my face will go with you. And the word face renders to being that which sees before, behind, and on the sides. We've just been singing it. Go before you, and behind you, and beside you. This, this isn't just by accident, this stuff. You know, like, that is the face of God. This is the presence of God. And he said... Now, please show me your glory. Then in Exodus 34, it was a little while later because all this stuff had to transpire. Like There was a lot of stuff that went on. He he went down the mountain. They'd made the calf. He smashed the, the tablets. God made those tablets. God wrote on those tablets front and back. It wasn't just the Ten Commandments. It was the whole law, front and back, all written on there by the hand of God. And he just throws them on the ground and smashes them. And then he goes back up the mountain. And there's all this stuff that transpires. And then God says, now you chisel out some new tablets. So Because God did it before. And he's like, now you need to partner with me in this. You need to be a part of this transaction now. So he has to chisel out tablets. Has anyone done that? Anyone chiseled out some granite or marble? No. I sort of, oh, one person, Josh, yeah. Have you got that masonry bit that I lent you? From the working bee? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Steve the Toolman Taylor? It's John Baker's. Um, <laughs> I don't think it would be easy. Somehow, I don't think it was a one day job. I think this would have been a big job. During this time, while he's doing this, Exodus 34, verse 5, then the Lord came down in the cloud. This is the cloud of his presence, the cloud of his glory, and stood there with him and proclaiming his name, the Lord. That there is the Lord God. That there is Yahweh. That is Yahweh. And he passed in front of Moses proclaiming his name. And as he passed through, he's proclaiming his name. But I'm wondering, is he making this statement? Is this being heralded in the atmosphere around him? Is this what Moses is hearing from God's name? Because these are all aspects, attributes, characteristics, identity of God coming out in his name. One word can be spoken and it. 
each one of us could get something different out of it. But when it's God's name, it talks about who he is, what he is, what he's capable of. And he says, the Lord, the Lord, compassionate and gracious God. Oh, sorry, the compassionate and gracious God. Slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Then it goes on to say, yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. When it says guilty, it's actually talking about evildoers. Those who, like, we've got neighbours that are selling a property at the moment. So they went, put it on the market, and then the agent said, so uh, where's your identity? Where's your wedding certificate? Where's your... And they're like, what? So back in 2015, there was a police officer in Melbourne who um, there were all these vacant properties and somehow she got to sell them. Didn't have, I don't know. Who thinks of ideas like this? We walk around and we don't think, oh, someone's left a monitor there. I could steal that monitor. You just think someone's there. If you find a wallet on the street, you're going to go, oh, dear, someone's lost their wallet. What? Other people go, beauty. You know, got the cash out. and do. There are always evildoers. From evildoers come evil deeds, David said. That was a reminder for him. That ever, if evil deeds started coming out of his life, he went, I've got to stop that because they only come from evildoers. And I can't be an evildoer because they are guilty before God. And God says this is what he will do to evildoers. They will not go unpunished. He will punish the children and their children for the sins of the parents to the third and fourth generation. Now, you might go, that's a bit harsh. But in the whole big picture of things, you... I've looked back and I've seen in my short time on earth that I have seen families wiped out that they don't even remember who their grandparents or great-grandparents were because the generation has just dwindled. And the people that live in just in the immorality and, and just the, the pattern of this world. And you just say, wow, God, I see that pattern. It's not that God's doing it to them. That's what happens. He's releasing them to receive the punishment that they, they deserve in that. Moses bowed down to the ground. We're not guilty. Is anyone feeling guilty? You're not guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. He has paid. Jesus has paid the price. If you're going, but I've done something in my life, do you know what? If we confess our sin to the Father, he is just and able to forgive our sins. That is a mantra in my life. Because when I, when I have stumblings, when I, this morning when Zach says it's a good time to repent, I started going through the Ten Commandments. And I realized there's a lot of those I've broken. You know, if you have a, an attitude in your heart against your brother, oh, that's murder. You know, like if you dishonor somebody, if you, if you lie, tell a, a little fear. I'm, so this morning I'm going... Oh, Lord. Oh, my goodness. Holy Spirit, what are you doing? It, you just use the little shovel. You don't have to back up the truck on me this morning. It's like I didn't have enough time to repent of everything that I needed to. And it, but it, it's not because I, was, I just was, became aware of it because I want to live in repentance. I want to live in repentance because that is the walk that we've called to live in. So many people just make a mistake and they go, oh, I can't live this life. I might as well just be who I want to be. 
And it's like, no, 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 no. You just tripped up for a little while. Don't just brush your knees off and get back on the treadmill. You know, like don't, don't throw it all in. Sorry, Moses bowed down to the ground at once and worshipped. Lord, he said, if I've found favour in your eyes, then let the Lord go with us. Although this is a stiff-necked people or a rebellious people or a proud people, there's so many things. Stiff-necked. It's just like you can't turn their head. They're just like, no, not going anywhere. (laughs) They're just like, hmm. We can be so stiff-necked, can't we? We can be so stiff-necked and just full of self. Oh, Lord, who is man that you're mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? Why does God care for us? Because we are his. We are his. We are his representatives of heaven here on earth. That is what mankind was called to be. Let the Lord go with us, although this is a step. Forgive our wickedness and our sin and take us into your inheritance. And the Lord says, I am making a covenant with you before all your people. I will do wonders never before done in any nation in all the world. The people you live amongst will see how awesome is the work that I, the Lord, will do for you. Wow. And God did. God did. It was profound. And they forgot about it. And they messed up. And they had problems. But if they'd stayed on track, and the key was, show me your glory. Many times I've stopped at just feeling the presence of God or encountering the presence of God. Moses identified and says, no, there's a deeper calling you want us here to do. You want us actually to live in your glory. You want us to experience, encounter, and dwell within your glory. Father, show me your glory. Come on. You need to say that this morning. Father, show me your glory. Show me your glory, Father. Matthew 18, 20, it says, For wherever two or three are gathered together, I am there. The promises are here. His presence is with us. In Hebrews, this is my favorite, one of my favorite. Sorry, I've got stacks, but I'll always say this is my favorite. Hebrews 13.5, in the Amplified, don't like any other version, because in the NIV it says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Boom, quick statement, and it's over and done with, and it's like, oh, it's, it's just missing something. It's different in the Amplified, I like it. But it starts off with, let your character or moral disposition be free from the love of money, including greed, avarice, lust, cravings for earthly possessions. Darn, that's, our, that's like 23 hours of the day. What are we going to, how do we wipe all those things out? But we need to. These things keep us from the glory of God. These things keep us from the presence of God. They distract us. And be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have. For he, God himself, has said, I will not. I like that. I will not. I love it when somebody puts will in something. Not won't or can't, but I will do this. Because it's now a a standard of I'm applying my will to this. I am actually applying, not just I'm I'm making you a, I just, eh, I, I can do that. No, no, I will. He says, I will not in any way fail you. 
actually, let's say you will not in any way fail me, Father. Say it now. You will not in any way fail me, Father. These are promises from God. Nor give you up. You will never give me up, Father. You will never give me up, Father. Nor leave you without support. You will never leave me without support, Father. It says it right here. His presence is with you. I will never leave you. I will never abandon you. I will never leave you without a support. Um, I will, get this. I love this in the Amplified. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down, nor relax my hold on you. Oh, assuredly not. Uh, is that in there? No, or relax my hold on you. See, I've got it in my head, but assuredly not. So we take comfort and are encouraged and confidently say boldly, the Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What a statement for this season. I will not fear. I will not dread. I will not be terrified. What can man do to me? God is with us. God is with us. In John 17, Jesus is praying to to the Father about the disciples, making all these statements to the Father. And he he says, I have given them, in, in 1722, I have given them the glory you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I have given them the glory that you gave to me, in other versions, it says, I have given them, the, like, he, sorry, he says in other ways, I have given them the name that you gave to me. I have revealed your identity to, you, to them as you've revealed your identity to me. Then he makes a statement, now, release the glory that you gave me before the foundations of the earth were formed. That glory, give me back the glory that was mine at the beginning before the foundations of the earth were laid. Fool, we get to see Jesus in glory one day, in his glory. By him, all things were made. There is nothing that was made that wasn't made by him. I want to meet the guy who, who understands how bees work. They do a dance. It's really profound. The bees fly in. They go and offload their pollen then they do this dance. A lot of you know this. But if you've seen it up close, like I mean this far away, watching them with bees like, because I don't go out with my helmet on leash, you know. <laughs> they do a dance and that dance shows the other bees where the pollen that they got is. And not, not just roughly, Those bees then get up and fly directly to where that bee said the honey, the pollen was. From a dance. I could do an interpretive dance up here. You guys would get nothing out of it. They get their food. And not only that, they make wax out of pollen. And they regurgitate honey for us to eat. And there's only like a quarter of a teaspoon to half a teaspoon honey a bee makes in its whole life. And we just slather it over our crumpets and our toast and porridge and in, in nice... Oh, I, it's day 20, guys. 
Who's enjoying the fast so far? Yep. I had to start putting some salt in my water because I realised my electrolytes were really low. Should have thought of that before, but day 18 told me that. (laughs) Ah, I've given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them, you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Oh, he's dropping rhymes on them here. This guy was the MC. Now get this. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Um, no one will know that they are pleased with me and with your people if you don't come with us. And God says, they'll know that you are my people by the miraculous works that are done. Show me your glory. Jesus said, I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. Come together, be in agreement, be of all one mind and one accord. Agreement right there. Then the world will know that you sent me. This is Jesus' prayer. Would you like to do something that would make Jesus happy? Then start seeking the glory that he gave us from the Father. Start seeking the glory of God. In your bed at night, start asking, show me your glory, Father. Get up early, go see a sunrise and say, show me your glory, Father. Because it's actually written in Scripture. He has put himself in all of creation so that no one has an excuse. He reveals himself to me from the smallest little particle that's in my garden on my property up to the biggest trees and that. And I'm just like, God, this is so amazing how you've done all this. I see the world in wonder and I'm walking in the light. I see the world in living color. That's what Jesus wants us to see because it says that he is the God colors. We bring out the God colors and the God flavors in life. Then the world will know So I didn't really know how to finish up. That's my only point. I know that God is calling us to seek His glory, to seek His glory. So on Wednesday night, we're looking up. We're looking up on Wednesday night to actually be calling on the glory of God. And I think this is something that we're going to be doing throughout this year because the glory of God is, as as God said, I'll do these incredible, miraculous things amongst you that will blow people away. I don't need that to blow people away. People say, prove that God exists. And I go, well, one of the oldest manuscripts that we've ever had, had written is the book of Job. And in the book of Job, God says to Job, who can bind the mighty Pilates and who can release it at iron's belt? And um, we only found out at the end of last century that that's true. How did they know that 5,000 years ago? If they made that up, how did they know that? I love that. (laughs) Show me your glory, Father. Show us your glory. So we're going to sing a new song. I'm going to accompany it. (laughs) Show me your glory. Guys, I really want to encourage you. Lean in. 
Lean in during this year. Lean in during this, the rest of this month. Can I have the rest of that? Thank you. Lemon ginger tea. Oh, it's black. It's just water with a bit of flavouring. Don't be, look at me like I'm cheating. Did you put sugar in that? Taste. You put honey in it. Sorry, Father. It's good. There goes my stem cell injection. <laughs> At day 21 of a water fast, your body produces a stem cell injection that if you could get it, would cost about $27,000 US. I was holding out for that. Haven't eaten any sugars or anything. Carol just gave me honey. I think it just shut everything down. But my sister's caring for me and I love her dearly. Just another 21 days, Carol. <laughs> Show me your glory, Father. Show me your glory. Can we stand to our feet? Father, show us your glory. Show us your glory, Father. Jesus, thank you for revealing the glory of the Father that he gave to you, to your disciples. That glory has not diminished. It has not diminished. But for some reason, our access to that glory, we've shut ourselves out. We want to step into your glory. We want to be like Moses, stepping into the cloud of meeting. We want to be stepping in to your glory, Father. Mm. Father, I thank you for right now, for your spirit resting, infiltrating, saturating each person here, speaking exactly what they need to hear. Words of encouragement, words of correction, words of alignment, words of instruction. Thank you, Father. Show me your glory, Lord. Show me your glory. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.